Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 108. Four ways to create community, not competition, with other podcasters. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Audacity to Podcast. This is episode 108, and if you are a fan of Lost out there, you're probably going, oh my gosh, this is episode 108. That's the only time I'll probably mention being a Lost anything related to this podcast in the Audacity to Podcast. But this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And I am Daniel J. Lewis. I'm so happy to have you listening to this. I I think I had ended at the very end of last week's episode, episode 107. I think I'd ended it saying I'm probably going to skip just before Christmas and then, of course, Christmas week, because that was sort of the whole topic of episode 107 is holiday breaks and what hiatuses and unexpected breaks and all of that, how that might affect your podcast. And I hope you go back and listen to that if you haven't already. That's over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 107. But in this episode, I just I wanted to jump on one other idea I've had here that's very Christmas related because around Christmas time we see these familiar phrases and one of them is peace on earth. And I was thinking about that and that's very very Christmassy and that passage comes from the scriptural account of the first Christmas and it the idea of peace on earth applies to podcasters in the sense of peace between podcasters. And something I'm I've learned a lot more of this year is uh, the idea of competition and my idea of then thinking around competition has changed. So that's what I'm going to cover today to help you change your thinking about this and look for ways that you can create community with other podcasters instead of letting it be competition with other podcasters. Now, if you look at the show notes, which I'll have over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 108, then probably every single time I write the word competition, it's in quotation marks because I have looked and looked, tried to figure out a better word to describe what we really are in the podcasting space when there is more than one podcast about the same thing. What is it? And technically competition doesn't quite fit but that's the commonly used phrase and so that's just what i'm going to use so that's why i include it in quotation marks all throughout the show notes and you can get those show notes at the audacity podcast.com slash 108 if you want to follow along while you're listening or just review this information later so i've got four different ways that you can uh, stop treating this as competition and instead treat this as community. I have several podcasts and each of them have competitors. And again, that's competitors. Just assume I'm giving air quotes to everything anytime I say competition or competitors. I've got the Audacity to Podcast, this one, which is about podcasting. And you know there are other podcasts about podcasting out there, like Ray Ortega's Podcaster Studio, Dave Jackson's School of Podcasting, Cliff Ravenscraft's uh, podcast answer man uh, nick Suberlin's start talking and recording today and there are others too that are in and out there's art of podcasting actually a couple by that name and other podcasts out there podcasting passion and more 
about podcasting. Well, I also have a clean comedy podcast called The Ramen Noodle, and it has competition. Again, air quotes. I'm going to stop saying that. It has competition with other clean comedy podcasts. Now, there aren't many clean comedy podcasts out there. There are a lot of comedy podcasts, and they're really popular. But especially if you look at the podcast awards over at podcastawards.com under the comedy section, The Ramen Noodle is the only podcast that not just doesn't have the explicit tag, but actually has the clean tag. So there are just a couple other clean comedy podcasts out there, like Comedy Forecast and Bells in the Bat Free and Nobody's Listening Podcasts. And then I have my Once Upon a Time podcast over at oncepodcast.com. That has a lot of competition. There are 13 total Once Upon a Time podcasts at this time, and that is November, excuse me, December 2012, 13 podcasts. I'm one of them. So there are other competing podcasts in this field, but how we approach this could be the difference between competition and community. So here are four ways that you can create community with other podcasters instead of creating competition. Number one, most important thing, change your thinking about competition. We typically call it competition, but what we're kind of referring to sometimes when we're talking about competing with other podcasts and how we want our podcast to succeed and other podcasts to not succeed Really, this is more like antagonism, which is active hostility or opposition between groups. And that's the kind of stuff, we could call that rivalry, that's the kind of stuff we don't want in podcasting, where one podcast is trying to beat out another podcast. Now, this does happen sometimes, and there's going to be a great conversation in Podcasters Roundtable, round six. If you are listening to this on Monday, December 17th, and it's not 9 p.m. Eastern time yet, then you can join our or watch our podcasters roundtable on Google Plus when we will be talking about competition from different perspectives because we've got some people on there that are competitive uh, or a bit antagonistic about some of their podcasts. So it'll make a great conversation if it's past November or (laughs) December 17th then you'll be able to go to podcastersroundtable.com and rewatch that video, subscribe to that podcast over there, and I'll also post it over at theaudacitypodcast.com. But we don't want to have this hostility or opposition between groups, and we can tend to think that way. Honestly, I struggled with this for a while with my podcast because when I started the Audacity to Podcast, if you go back and listen to some of the early episodes, I actually used phrases like, this is the only time you're going to hear the truth about blah, 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 or no one else is telling you this, or these kinds of things. One of the reasons I started the Audacity to Podcast was because I felt like I had things to say that no one else was saying or other people were ignoring, or just this particular perspective was not being included. So I wanted to make sure that the additional perspective got there. So I was a bit competitive from the start because I felt like some of the people saying some things were wrong or just not including the whole picture. But as time went on, other with other aspects of my podcast, I struggled in this area of competition and how to work together with other podcasts or not to work together. And are we competing for the same clients? Like if I get the client, then they don't. If they get the client, then I don't. That kind of thing. And even some places talking about podcasting 
in the same space as other podcasters who podcast about podcasting. So I struggled a bit with this and also with the Once Upon a Time podcast, even when I first launched that, because I was a bit competitive with that. And finally, things have started to settle down. I've started to change my thinking about competition because it really comes down to this. What is your perspective on life? Is it of abundance or of scarcity? Antagonism is driven by this feeling of scarcity that that listeners out there only have so much time for maybe just one podcast in a particular niche. So in that sense, yes, it makes sense that you would want to be that one and only podcast that they listen to in that niche. So you're going to fight as hard as you can, tooth and nail, whatever that means, for that one listener or viewer for your podcast. But instead, I suggest that you look at competition from the perspective of abundance, that consumers have time for plenty of podcasts on their interest, and when they find one, they're most likely going to want to listen to others, and that's the way listeners usually tend to be. I know a lot of my listeners to the Audacity podcast also listen to Cliff Ravenscraft, Dave Jackson, Ray Ortega, and many of the other men, so they're listening because they want you. You are listening because you want to hear all of this information about podcasting and you want to get this big overall picture of what podcasting is, how you can do it, how you can take advantage of it, all of these things. And we each approach it from different perspectives. So you are listening, and I hope you're listening to the others out there, to each of these podcasts because it gives you a fuller perspective on this and you hear things from one of us that you don't hear from another or you get to hear opposing sides or you get to hear that we're building one on top of the other or anything like that. So it's the idea of abundance that people do have time to listen to more than just your podcast or more than just your competitors' podcasts. So when someone listens to a podcast in your niche... It's really a win for all of the podcasts in your niche because it exposes them to one bit of content. They'll get excited about it and start looking for other content that's along the same theme. So don't have the idea of scarcity. Look at it from the perspective of abundance. The way I often describe this podcast competition thing is it's like a three-dimensional object. And that's that three-dimensional object is the subject that you're pos- podcasting about or your particular niche. Each of us then approach this three-dimensional object with a paintbrush. We might be there to prime it, to lay the foundation. We might be there to sand it. We might be there to put the fine details in painting. We might be there to just throw a bucket of paint on it and color it. But we're each approaching it from our different perspective so that as we're working on this together... We're forming a whole picture or a whole piece of art. In podcasting, it's just like that. We're each bringing our unique perspectives and experience to help complete this big picture of the subject. So that when someone listens to how to podcast, for example, in all of these different podcasts about podcasting, when someone listens to it, they'll get to hear what Mike I think is the best, what Mike Dave Jackson thinks is the best, what Mike Ray Ortega thinks is the best, et cetera, and on and so forth. And the same thing with Once Upon a Time. We catch things in our Once Upon a Time podcast that other Once Upon a Time podcasts don't catch 
But then other Once Upon a Time podcasts catch things that we don't catch, and each person brings their own theories and unique perspectives to all of this. So it forms this much broader, more detailed picture than one podcast alone. So recognize that we are all working together on this, and your perspective has to change about what competition is. That's why this is really the biggest and most important step. It's the first thing you need to do. Change your thinking about competition. Now, I put an email out there to some of my friends at the Tech Podcast Network, and I'm a proud member of Tech Podcast Network over at techpodcast.com. And a while back, I'd asked them what they thought about competition. I wanted to include some feedback and also asked in my newsletter a while back about competition and got back some great responses. And most of them are on this point about change your thinking about competition. From Norbert Davis, he said, I do not think of other podcasts in my genre to be competition, but rather extensions or complementary to my podcast. I specifically avoid a lot of the mainstream topics or products or devices that other podcasts or blogs are covering to distinguish myself from them, which prevents quote, competition, unquote. Since I cover technology, there are tons of news, products, services, and discoveries that are not being picked up or featured on the larger and more well-known blogs or podcasts. Some of my best friends are podcasters in this same genre, and mentioning each other's podcasts only helps us. As a matter of fact, I will send links or information about things to other podcasters that I know if it fits their podcast just to help out. I know I like getting tips from my listeners and friends for content for my show. It's how posting should be, or it's how podcasting should be, friendly and cooperative. Since our show can be consumed at the listener's or viewer's convenience, there is no competition for listeners, but it is your content that determines if you get into someone's playlist. Hence the podcaster's mantra, content is keen. That's from Norbert Davis at norbtech.info. And from Jeffrey Powers, who hosts the Day in Tech History podcast, one of the podcast awards finalists, he said, it depends. If you believe that they did it, to drive your podcast out, then I have a problem with it. Otherwise, competition is good, keeps you on your toes. That's a great perspective too, that yeah, competition helps you get better at what you do as well. Thomas Cagley from Spamcast said, I take the approach that the more competition there is, the better. Competition increases the pie, or listeners, we are all working with. Interestingly, I have approached at least 10 competitors in the past six months, either either to appear on my podcast or cross-promote. Two have taken me up on the call. The rest, well, radio silence. From Thomas Cagley. From Syed Staffa, I hope I pronounced that correctly. He said, and he's from Out of Continues podcast. He said, I go with the view that my podcast is tiny and I really cannot compete with the larger podcasts of my genre. I do a video game based show and I accept the fact that most of my listeners will put IGN, 1UP and Giant Bomb or one of the other big shows before mine. I used to record long shows that were one to one and a half hours long. After doing a poll with my listeners, I found out a little more than half that took the survey said that they would prefer shorter shows from me. So I changed from a bi-weekly to a weekly format and shortened the show 
to 30 to 40 minutes long. I got good feedback from my listeners after doing the change. I'm constantly keeping in mind that I know I'm not that big, so I don't want to overwhelm my listeners with too much content. And he said, uh, he continues on, That's how I look at it. I know I'm one of the smaller shows right now, and I accept it. My show isn't even a year old yet, so I'm actually pretty happy with where I am right now. That's a great perspective, Syed. And from Lou Costanzo, Costanzo from the Lou Trek Show said, I don't believe in such a thing as podcasting. I look at it as a DVR versus scheduled programming. Scheduled programming, you must be there to view it at the time. So the competition would be fierce. Thanks to VCRs and DVRs, you can have both. You can watch it now or watch it later. And since you usually record more than one show at a time, you can get both programs you love. The same is true for podcasting. I download the shows I like for future consumption. Some I have to seriously catch up on. Others I listen to religiously. As far as other Trek podcasts, I'm a very small fish in their large pond, so as such, I try to build relationships with them. I announce the heck out of them so that they will return this love to me. It's worked quite well. They will get my audience's eyes on them, and they direct their listeners to take a look at me. Competition in podcasting? No. Don't believe in such a thing. From Lou Costanzo of The Lou Trek Show. And one more email here from Andy McCaskey from SDR News said, Net-based broadcasting is at the core of personality medium. If you look at the multiplicity of tech tech news shows, each one has a choice of approach that finds an audience even though the same news items are being addressed. The more competition there is, the stronger the probability that the personal following will resonate for a given podcaster and generate a loyal audience. If you know you have a lot of choices, you will seek the show length, content, and presentation that you like. The classical, the classic economics class illustration is the lone ice cream stand and the beach will starve for customers, but ice cream row or food court will prosper because people will know they will find something there. The need is for more shows, particularly on video to keep consumer attention focused on that spot between user-generated content on YouTube and full commercial productions as a vibrant, interesting, and valuable media conduit. From Andy McCaskey of SDR News. So the number one thing, and I know that was a lot of emails on this point, but the number one thing, as you can tell, is you have to change your thinking about competition, and that will be the hardest thing to do. Because you might be out there looking at the success or hearing about the success of other podcasts or what other podcasters get to do or things like that. And you start thinking, why couldn't I do that? Or why didn't I think of that first? Or maybe you think, I thought of that first. They're copying me or anything like that. You have to change your perspective. Change your thinking about competition. Number two, complement or supplement the conversation. We're approaching the same subject, but from different perspectives and different experience. So think about how you can add to this from what others are saying. Now, I use the phrase, the words complement and supplement 
By the way, that's complement, not complement, <laughs> with an E in the middle there. And they are very similar. And I looked this up on dictionary.com to help clarify this difference. Complement and supplement both mean to make additions to something. To complement is to provide something felt to be lacking or needed. It is often applied to putting together two things, each of which supplies what is lacking in the other to make a complete whole. Two statements from different points of view may complement each other. To supplement is merely to add to. Some additional remarks may supplement his address, and that's from dictionary.com. So when you're looking at all of the other podcasts out there that are on your same niche, whatever subject you're talking about, look at how you can either fill in the gaps and complete the overall picture or just add to what's already being said. Consider some things like this. Here are four basic questions you could ask yourself that can help you complement or supplement the conversation that's already going on about this subject. Now, this doesn't mean you only have to include your filling in the gaps bits, but definitely look for those things. So these four questions you should ask yourself, what can you use in your own podcast and give credit to the source? Listening to someone else's podcast in your niche. That's what I recommend so that you can maybe use something in your podcast and then credit the other person as the source and refer people over to them. Another question, what can you refer your audience to so your podcast can be comprehensive? If I were to come here and say that I'm providing the only perspective to competition in podcasting, well, then I'm being anti-competitive and I'm not giving you a very comprehensive view. Dave Jackson over at schoolofpodcasting.com recently talked about competition and also in the Podcasters Roundtable at podcastersroundtable.com. That will be our topic tonight. So if you haven't heard that yet or you're not able to join the live roundtable, then watch podcastersroundtable.com to find out more about that. So see, I can refer you to these other sources for information so that what you're hearing from me, I may not be sharing the exact opinions that they share. But what you hear from me points you in these other directions so that what I'm covering is a bit more comprehensive. Even though I'm not actually giving you the information, you hear about it, you're informed of it, and you get to go out there and get it and get then a more informed perspective. Third question to ask yourself, what can you say that hasn't been said? Fourth question, what can you build on to get into more depth? Frequently in these podcasts about podcasting, I'll hear something from another podcaster and I'll think, ooh, that's a good subject. I've got, I've got some more to add to that. They didn't cover this aspect or they covered it just from this perspective. For example, audio software. Someone might tell you how to do something in Adobe Audition. Well, you're instantly thinking, I could probably figure out a way to tell you how to do that in Audacity. And that's I am still going to do that. Don't worry, I'm not abandoning audacity. But you know that I've done that several times before of telling you how you could do things that people do in audition, but you could do them in audacity. So I'm going either more in-depth or I'm giving something that hasn't been said. Or sometimes in a podcast, they'll simply say, oh yeah, to do such and such, well, just go get this tool and use that. Okay, that, that, and that might work great for them and their audience. I might take a different approach and I might say, here's how you use this tool to do this thing. So the second point here, 
Look for how you can complement or supplement the conversation, and I do recommend that you listen to or watch your competition so that you can figure out how to complement or supplement the conversation. Because if you don't know what conversation is going on out there, then how do you know how you can participate in it? It's kind of like if you walk up on two people that are talking and they invite you into the conversation, can you provide much value if you don't know what they are already saying or what they have already said, let alone what they're even talking about? No, you need to know, you need to listen first before you can really know what you can then add to the conversation. Number three, collaborate on something. Don't be a loner in podcasting. This is a great way to overcome and help force yourself to change your thinking on competition in podcasting. Collaborate on something. Reach out to the other podcasters and try to work together. Four different ways that I thought of you could do this, and there are many others, and I'd love to have your thoughts on these and the other points I share in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 108. But uh, four ways that you could do this. One, you could cross-promote each other in your podcast. Just agree that, hey, I'm going to mention you if you'll mention me. That's sometimes appropriate. That sometimes works. Sometimes it just happens. Like, how often do you hear Dave Jackson or Ray Ortega mention me? How often do you hear me mention them? I mean, that's not planned at all. We just, we do that. We talk a lot with each other. We work together on Podcasters Roundtable. We often send people to each other and refer to each other's shows and certain episodes and retweet each other's content and all of this stuff. So that's not at all planned. We're just doing that, even though it's not planned. But you could have something more officially planned, like say, hey, you've got a Star Trek show. I've got a Star Trek show. Can we cross-promote each other? I did something like that for our Once Upon a Time podcast that I told, I mentioned in our podcast, if any other Once Upon a Time podcasters are listening, if you would help promote us in the podcast awards, then we'll give you a shout out on our show. And one of the other podcasts, Greetings from Storybrooke, did this in every single episode. They really encouraged their listeners to go vote for us in the podcast awards because they recognize that getting more more attention to the Once Upon a Time podcast field means more attention to them as well. So it's this kind of organized cross-promoting. Second thing you could do here is maybe be guests on each other's shows. Like look at Ray Ortega and Dave Jackson. They've been guests on each other's shows several times. And I realized recently as I was writing this that, huh, I've never had one of them actually on my show. (laughs) So you're going to hear Ray Ortega talk very soon, uh, probably in January or February, we'll do an episode together about video podcasting because he does some fantastic video and he knows stuff about lighting and using digital SLRs and all of this awesome stuff that he's producing over at Podcasters Studio, thepodcasterstudio.com. That's with two S's in the middle. And so uh, you can then talk or have each other on your shows. And like I'm going to have Ray on the Audacity podcast soon and get Dave on here soon. And uh, Cliff Ravenscraft and I have done some things together too. I know he's not very available for things, but I'll get him on here sometime as well. So you could be guests on each other's shows. This has even happened in the Once Upon a Time space that one of the other podcasts has invited me to be a guest on their show and I've invited them to be a guest on my show. Our schedules just haven't worked out to do it. But it's a great way to collaborate together. Third thing you could do, under collaborating on something is produce a roundtable like Ray Ortega is doing with 
three of us, and we are podcasting about podcasting, but we're joining together for the Podcasters Roundtable. And the idea of the roundtable is that there is no head, no foot, no sides. Everyone has equal say. Everyone has equal place. So we're doing the Podcasters Roundtable to talk about podcasting from this perspective and trying to include other podcasters as well. And this Wednesday, that will be December 19th, if you're hearing this before December 19th, 2012, I'll be hosting a Once Upon a Time podcast roundtable with other Once Upon a Time podcasters. I've reached out to all of them and emailed them and asked them, would you like to do a roundtable? And we'll each share our unique perspectives and discuss things. And several of them have jumped on board. Now, I know this is terrible time schedule-wise because the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, all of that, people are traveling, maybe not available. So it's not that great of a time to do something like this. But I've got, at the last count, I think six other Once Upon a Time podcasts that have committed to this and said, yes, we will be there. And they're even going to reshare the episode in their own feed. So we're going to collaborate together on that, have a roundtable. Get your competition together like that so that they see you reaching out to them and you being kind. I'll mention that more in a moment. And this can help then create a community between you instead of competition among you. So number three, collaborate on something. And number four, if all else fails, and even not if all else fails, if nothing else fails, and the nothing else being number one, change your thinking about competition. Number two, complement or supplement the conversation. And number three, collaborate on something. Number four, be the better podcaster. You've probably heard the phrase, be the better man or something like that. Well, I know that there are ladies podcasting and listening to this and just in general, be the better podcaster. What I mean by that, there's a a verse in the Bible that I really like. It's Romans 12, 18, and the English Standard Version puts it this way. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. This is a principle to remember that when you have this competition, sometimes it's unavoidable that our competition won't play nicely with us. They might be mean, they might um, be overly aggressive, they might refuse to work together on anything, a variety of things like that. I'm, don't be naive here. Not everyone is going to want to play nicely with you. But even if they don't, as much as it depends on you, as much as you have control over, be the better podcaster by continuing to encourage community and even encourage your listeners to get the broader perspective by consuming the other podcasts as well. So in the Once Upon a Time space, and I refer to that because that's where I have the most competition there, with there being 13 podcasts, including two official Once Upon a Time podcast from ABC. So I've got a lot of competition there, and it's a very, very big audience there, much bigger than this podcasting about podcasting space. So I'm referring to that in this case. There are some podcasts that absolutely refuse to even acknowledge the other Once Upon a Time podcasts exist. They don't mention it. They uh, One of them blocked me from commenting on their site because I I mentioned something. I, I listed a couple other podcasts that met a certain requirement that someone was asking about in the comments. 
they blocked me from their site. They do not want to play nicely together. And I haven't received an email from them either in response to my podcasters roundtable or my uh, once upon a time roundtable topic. And also there are others who will say there are other once upon a time podcasts out there. But even when sometimes they, it sounds like they might be mentioning something that we shared in our podcast first. Now, I, I can't guarantee that. I, I'm not going to say that they stole it from us. But they never actually acknowledge the other podcasts by name or reference them or anything like that. They will go out of their way to avoid saying the name of any of the other podcasts or podcasters out there. And then there are others who are just like, hey, yeah, heard this on such and such podcast, heard that on that. And and that's what I try and do with our Once Upon a Time podcast too. I, I listen to all of the Once Upon a Time podcasts. And one of those things I do is I, I do try to be the, quote, better podcaster and as much as it depends on me live peaceably with the others so i'm listening to the other once upon a time podcast and when i can if they share something i think wow that's really good i bring it into our podcast and i say so and so from this once upon a time podcast mentioned this and i think that's a great idea go over there to their podcast listen to how they got into more depth about this theory and I'll have a link in the show notes, that kind of thing. So even if they are not referring to me or mentioning me or acknowledging my existence or maybe even blocking me from the website or anything like that, I still want to try and be the better podcaster. And this is a struggle. This isn't easy because sometimes I feel like I want to be, oh, okay, that's the way you feel about it. Well, fine. I'm not going to ever mention you in my podcast. That's, I feel that way sometimes, honestly. I do still struggle sometimes with that. But this is where humility really comes in. Recognize that others have knowledge and experience that you don't have. And I have to remember that. So I'll refer to other people, like in the Once Upon a Time space. I really like how Father Roderick, and you might be familiar with that name if you're also familiar with Cliff Ravenscraft, but I like how Father Roderick brings in certain depth and details to the meaning behind names, certain stuff that I forget to look up or don't even think to look up. And he shares something. It's like, wow, that's really awesome. So, and then in our podcast, I'll say, Father Roderick from the Secrets of Once Upon a Time podcast mentioned this, or I'll say Jeff and Colleen from the Once Upon a Time fans podcast mentioned uh, this theory or uh, talked about the color of smoke here or, or pointed out this cultural um, connection here or anything like that. I'll try to refer to these other podcasts when I can. And it's not like every theory I have is from them, but when something really stands out to me, I try to give them credit and go ahead and mention them. I'm not afraid of pointing my listeners to the other shows. I would. I learned this lesson from Cliff Ravenscraft a while back, several years ago. He said something, I can't remember if he got it from somewhere else or he just made it up, but he said, I would rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. And that applies to us as podcasters. So you may be sending your audience over to listen to other podcasters. And you know what? Yes, you may actually lose some of your listeners to the podcast that you sent them to. They might go over there and decide, wow, this one is so much better. I want to listen to this one instead. But that's better than they're listening to your podcast, getting angry at you, hating you, 
because you're trying to be like someone else or maybe emailing you saying, why can't you be like someone else? It's so much better to then have an audience that you know likes you and appreciates you. It's that principle applies to so many things, even email marketing. I remember someone once told me when I was designing an email marketing a campaign for them, they said, can we not make the unsubscribed link so visible there on the bottom? Can we kind of hide it, make it look like the rest of the text around it? And I had to point out to them, look, you are going to be happier with your numbers and statistics if you're reaching people who actually want to know what you have to say than if you are reaching people who don't want to know, don't care about it. They're going to get angry that they can't figure out how to unsubscribe or can't get away from you or they'll report you as spam because they can't find the link or anything like that. So it's better to have that audience that's passionate about your content and is faithful to you. So try to be the better podcaster. And in the chat room right now, Mike is saying that it's a Kurt Cobain quote, uh, the quote of, I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for whom I'm not. Uh, Something like that. And I'm probably not getting it verbatim. But I got a great email in here from Jerry Taylor about this point of being a better podcaster. He said, uh, he's from the Practical Amateur Radio Podcast. He said, hi, Daniel. This may sound strange to some, but the short answer is I encourage competition and I help promote the new shows. I podcast about the hobby of amateur radio. The content I produce is to help educate and inspire my listeners. It's all about the greater good of the hobby. My practical amateur radio podcast hit the four-year mark a while back. I've seen many podcasts come and go in this time. I've encouraged and I've helped to promote all podcasts about the hobby. I maintain a list of all the amateur radio podcasts I know about on my website. And by the way, I've got links to his website and all of the other websites of these uh, emailers in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 108. I'll pause on his email here to also make this point. This is something I also did on the Audacity on our Once Upon a Time podcast. If you go to oncepodcast.com slash more podcasts, that's uh, with an S at the end, slash more podcasts then you'll see what is, as far as I know it right now, the complete list of Once Upon a Time podcasts. And down at the bottom, I have a little section where if a podcast is added or changed or anything like that, I list my updates there. So I went out there, I got aggressive with my trying to build community, and I created a complete list of Once Upon a Time podcasts. So I can easily tell people, go over to this site, this page on our site, so you can see all the other Once Upon a Time podcasts to see what they're saying about this episode of Once Upon a Time, what they caught that we didn't catch. Participate in their communities too. And I encourage that with the listeners there. And that's what Jerry is saying that he does as well with his listeners to the Practical Amateur Radio Podcast, that he has this list of amateur radio podcasts and he's encouraging others to go listen to them as well. That's awesome. So his email continues. The true list of of active amateur radio podcasts producing content on at least a monthly basis is a short list. Just about all I know think of their podcasts as just an extension of the hobby. This has certainly been how I felt over the years. I would include my podcast in a list of about three to four podcasts which are actively produced or released once a month or more. While some are certainly more shiny and have much deeper pockets, 
The rest of the three of us are just doing all we can to help promote our hobby. Of course, I don't expect all podcasters to have the approach I do towards podcasting. From Jerry Taylor of the Practical Amateur Radio Podcast. So thank you, Jerry, for sending that in. That's great. So look at ways that you can be, in a sense, the better podcaster out there, even if if others are being mean or just not playing nicely with you. How can you be nice, Be take the higher road, be the better man among them, or anything like that, any kind of little cliche you want to apply to that? How can you do this and help encourage community even when others are encouraging competition? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and your thoughts on these four ways to build community, not competition, among other podcasters. Those four ways, again, are number one, change your thinking about competition. Number two, complement or supplement the conversation. Number three, collaborate on something. And number four, be the better podcaster. So what are your thoughts on this? What would you have to add to this or what has your experience been for this? Please go to the show notes and comment there at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 108. And also, if you are hearing this before 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, GMT minus 4, or minus 5 actually, on Monday, December 17th, then go over to Google Plus and look for the Podcasters Roundtable discussion where we will be talking about this competition and we'll have some great perspectives there because if you didn't notice it, Ray Ortega, Dave Jackson, and I will be in the panel and we're competition kind of with each other, but then that's what we're there to talk about. And we've got some others too, like uh, Nick Suberlane will be joining us as well as a new guest will be joining us for that discussion. So you'll be able to watch that live on the site or get the download later over at podcastersroundtable.com. And I'll also have a link eventually when it's posted over at theaudacitypodcast.com. And show notes for this episode at slash 108. So, also, I want to tell you about something new uh, coming up that I will be doing in the Audacity to Podcast, an episode. I want your feedback for this. I want to know, how are you going to be podcasting differently in 2013? I'm not talking about how are you going to improve your podcast or what are your goals or anything like that. You can share that with me. That's fine. But what I really want to know is what are you going to do differently in 2013? So this might be you're going to try a new way to market your podcast. You're going to try changing your branding. You're going to change your podcast cover art, which by the way, I can design podcast cover art for you. Go to podcastcoverart.com for more information. Or maybe you're going to, you're an audio podcaster and you're looking to jump into video, or maybe you want to produce some more informational videos, or maybe you want to create a digital product. Maybe you're going to start a new podcast. Maybe Nick Cerberlane in the chat room right now says he's going to delegate in 2013. Great thing. I need to learn how to do that too. I need someone I can delegate things to for some of this stuff. Or maybe you're going to do anything else differently with your podcast in 2013 from what you did in 2012. I'd love to hear about that and include it in a future episode of the Audacity to Podcast. So please send that to feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com. You can include written or audio feedback. Please keep your audio feedback to, we'll say under two minutes or so for that. 
And you can also call in to 903-231-2221 or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab on the right side to record a message right from your computer. So what are you going to do differently in 2013? I'll give you a couple ideas of some things I'm going to do differently in 2013. One is I'm going to try producing more video content. Uh, The other is I want to get more guests again into the Audacity to Podcast. I really need to get a better workflow going for uh, my personal work and projects and follow-ups and emails. I need to get on top of my email inbox, and I'm trying some different things to be able to conquer my emails and such. So what are you going to do differently? And how is it that you have been working with competition or community among other podcasters in your niche? Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 108 and check out our discussion coming very soon over at podcastersroundtable.com. Now I do this show live on Mondays normally, but the schedule is going to be a bit odd for the next month. I am recording this right now on Monday, December 17th. I won't have another live show until Monday, December 31st at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's GMT minus 5, over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash live. You're welcome to join me for the live show, as several have joined me right now while I'm recording this live, and as you can tell, they're interacting with me in the chat room. And uh, then after that, the schedule is really going to be crazy because I will be going to New Media Expo and Consumer Electronics Show, helping to cover that with the Tech Podcast Network. And that will take me out for about two weeks of or two recording dates. So I probably won't be back on a regular live schedule until January 21st, 2013. And uh, at some point, I might release some episodes then during CES or New Media Expo. Certainly, I'll be posting some videos over on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. So you can check that out. And uh, then add me to your calendar to join me live someday. Maybe it's while you're working. You can listen, by the way, on your smartphone. The live page works on mobile devices. It doesn't require flash. You can even join the chat room, but I don't recommend you do that while you're driving. But you can check that out over at theaudacitytopodcast.com and the schedule is on the live page. Just click on live at the top. And speaking of New Media Expo, if you haven't already registered and you'd like to attend, I would love to see you at New Media Expo. I'm not presenting. I might be recording a podcast live from New Media Expo, but I won't be presenting in any of the sessions. I'll certainly be part of the podcast awards since you were gracious enough to nominate three of our podcasts in the awards. So if you'd like to register for New Media Expo, please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash Expo to check that out and register. And even if you just get the digital pass, which is where you get to download everything after it's recorded, that would still be fantastic. And that's my affiliate link, theaudacitytopodcast.com slash Expo that you can check out and register there. And it helps pr- support what we're doing here or what I'm doing with the Audacity to Podcast. So let me know what you think about competition. Comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 108. And also let me know what you're going to do differently with your podcast in 2013. Also, send me questions or feedback for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast by emailing feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or calling 903 231 
or you can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side. Please follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle, especially as I'll be at New Media Expo and CES and tweeting out some really cool things happening there. And check our live coverage over at tpn.tv when we do that. And I've got a new website design coming for the Audacity to Podcast. It'll be mobile friendly coming soon to a website near you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And remember, community, not competition. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed over at noodle.mx. Like you can theorize over the Once Upon a Time TV show, learn how to be productive and go beyond the to-do list, laugh with our clean comedy, and our Christian Movie Reviews podcast with Critical Thinking has just returned with a review of the 2012 movie. And get a Christian worldview and more over at noodle.mx. Thank you. Laugh and succeed from our podcast at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com.